0: Ayuk, Ayuk, no, I'm not sneezing, I'm actually vomiting, just like Brennan Ayuk did all over the field today. Do you know they make...
1: <laughs> they make that? Uh, <laughs> is that from it. China? that imported? Let me try this again. Welcome to the 56th
0: Podcast. <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> This is the worst podcast ever. I'm not, I'm not putting this out, man. You got it, you got No, so keep it going. We can put this out. <laughs> Welcome to the 56 podcast.
1: Nobody in 56 Nation cares about... that these games are mattering to me right now, bro? None of them. And you know why? Because I'm losing money.
0: You think they knocked out for the count? Like the energy over here. All
1: right,
0: welcome back to the 56 podcast. We are back, we are live. It is week four of the NFL season. Man, what a week! We are going to get into all of that, especially the NFC East. But I tell you what, at first, I want to say shout out to the sponsors. All of them, because there's a lot of them out there. We got some in Texas. We got some in Philly. We got some in D.C., Virginia. Some of the malls you go to everywhere. Shout out to all of them. Hey, and my guy, Trey, what's up, man?
1: Nothing much, man. Just chilling at the house, ready to put together a decent podcast. Um, I'm going to say that there's a pretty good chance we can do it this week. I think we can put it all together, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys have put it all together.
0: What do you Mm, think?
1: Three and one, huh? Three and one, man. I tell you what, I'm extremely excited, but you know what? The season is young, but I mean, your team over there in Washington did do something today, which really pissed me off. Pull out a win that I wish they wouldn't have got. Yeah. But you know what?
0: Before we get into all that, before dinner, you got to have the appetizer. And that means it is time for some NFL headlines.
1: All right, everybody out there listening to the 56 podcast, I've got your week five headlines. Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Rams charge into a brick wall in Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. The Jets at the Falcons. Jets fly higher than birds, right? Give me the Jets. Patriots at the Texans. Bill Belichick takes frustration out on the Texans. Give me the Pats. Lions at Vikings. Lions can't lie but they can't win either. Give me the Vikings. Eagles at Panthers. Getting beat by the run hurts, don't it? Give me the Eagles. Saints at Washington. What flavor do you like your dubs? Well, the Saints gonna get one. They're gonna taste the flavor of W. Give it to Saints. Titans, Titans at the Jags. There was a game in Jacksonville? Titans won. Dolphins at Bucks, no travel makes it easy for Tom and the Buccaneers, give me the Bucks. Packers at Bengals, Bros has something to prove, give me the Bengals and the upset. Broncos at Steelers, the Steel City steals one to save the season, for now. Give me the Steelers. Bears at the Raiders. Rookie QB can't get it done two games in a row. Give me the Raiders. Browns at Chargers. A statement game for the Browns and for their playoff expectations. Give me the Browns. Giants at the Cowboys. The Thanos of the NFC East dominates with all those infinity stones. They got all of them. Give me the Cowboys. 49ers at the Cardinals. Kyler MVP talk heats up. Give me the cards. Bills at Chiefs. Bills revenge game against the Chiefs from last year. Give me the Bills. Colts at Ravens. This Monday nighter might put millions to sleep. But if you stay up and watch it, you're going to watch a Ravens victory. All right, everyone. See you next week.
0: Hey, two things that you touched on in the, in the headlines there, man. What is up with the Minnesota Vikings? They are one and three. And they are—they have a quarterback who has just been going bananas this year. Until this week, he came back down to earth a little bit. But what in the world is going on in Minnesota? My God, my goodness. that That situation is not good. And then we got to talk about Pittsburgh, which I know is not too far from where you are. Man. They are 1-3 and three as well, and they have not looked good. And Ben Roethlisberger looks like expired milk in the refrigerator. It's time to get rid of it. They got to do something. What do you think about those two things?
1: All right, man. First, when you talk about the Vikings, I'll leave most of that up to you. I don't know really what's going on with the Vikings. What is the record right now?
0: 1-3. and three.
1: Well, I know they're going to be on the Cowboys schedule. I'm pretty sure again this year, if I'm not mistaken. So um, they better pick it up because my Cowboys are going to throttle them. So as far as the Minnesota Vikings, I can't really give you a perspective. I don't really know what's going on there. I just know they're not playing good. But the Steelers, yeah, you're right. I do live in an area surrounded by Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Hell, I live an hour away from Pittsburgh, hour and a half tops. So I hear a lot of talking from other fans as well. And I think they agree with me and you with the fact that Ben's done. We, they got to move on. And their team's just not good. You know, I mean, the defense has pieces. The offense has some weapons. But it just doesn't look like they have the quarterback that can do it, or the or the offensive line. The defensive line has been playing pretty piss poor as late as well.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's a sad situation. But I tell you what, talk about some coaches on hot seats. You can't get any hotter than those two teams right there. Unreal.
1: I got hey, I got I got one for you. I got the hottest seat that no one even realizes exists. And this is going to be bad for me to say, but I'm going to cover this in the Cowboys declassify. Check that out on Apple and Spotify everywhere as well. You know, I'm doing that at least once a week. But anyway, hottest seat in the NFL, I think, belongs to Mike McCarthy. and Here's why. Last year, they had the team to go do what they're doing right now, but Dak got hurt and the defense wasn't quite ready. So Mike got a pass. This year, he has the whole team ready to go with a court, with a uh, offensive coordinator in the waiting that's being talked about on the news all the time about why he didn't take this job. Why is why is he still here? Why is he still there? And he's showing every week that he's making the right calls. Like Mike McCarthy's having some boneheaded calls. If the Cowboys go to the playoffs, Mike McCarthy's job may be okay. But if they don't make the playoffs, he's out for sure. And if they go to the playoffs and they stink it up in, a, in the first game of the playoffs real bad and it's a coaching problem, that's going to be a seat that no one expected to get hot. And it's going to be real. hot. It's going to burn him out of Dallas.
0: I don't think you can be on the hot seat at three and one. I just, I just don't. You'd have to, you'd have to really, really flame out at the end of the year. It's not, it's not happening, but we're going to get more into that in just a minute. When we get into the team by team NFC East rundown. Up first, it's time for your favorite fantasy football segment. Now nah, you're whack. Hey, Trey. What's up, man? You know why nobody buys Sony products anymore? Because they suck. Do you know how bad Sony Michelle's fantasy performance was today? His fantasy point total would have won the British Open at two under. He had minus two points. Sony Michelle.
1: Sony Michelle and whoever won the British Open at minus two. You're both whack.
0: <laughs> I, yuck. I yuck! No, I'm not sneezing. I'm actually vomiting. Just like Brendan Ayuk did all over the field today. Do they make a trash player vaccine? If so, Brandon should be the first in line to take it. No medical trials necessary. Brandon Ayuk had two points in fantasy. Brandon Ayuk, you are whack. You remember those commercials for English muffins back in the day, Thomas's English muffins? Ooh, that buttery goodness. Well, what shape is that English muffin in? I'll answer that for you. An O as in zero, just like Logan Thomas's fantasy output. Jelly doesn't belong on muffins, and Logan doesn't belong on your fantasy team. Logan Thomas, you are...
1: Whack. All right, now it's time for the NFC East Rundown. The Eagles.
0: The Eagles lost big time today to the Chiefs. I say big time. It was only 12 points. The Chiefs are a good offensive team. We already know that the Eagles are now one and three. They are officially tied for last place in the division with the Giants. The defense does not look healthy. They don't look good, man. It is such a weird thing to see right now because they're not giving the ball to Miles Sanders. They refuse. They absolutely refuse. I thought Miles Sanders was a good running back. He played well. Uh, in in the time that I've seen him in previous seasons. And this year, he's just not getting a rock. I don't know if it's a personal thing. I don't know if the coach just doesn't believe in the run. What I do like coming out of Philly, I like Jalen Hurts. His development looks like it's uh, it's going okay. Now, are you at the point in Philly where you're saying you found your quarterback for the next 10 years? I don't know that, but it seems to be trending in the right direction. Jalen Hurts puts up good numbers against teams he should put good numbers up against. And sometimes he'll struggle against good defenses. It happens. It's the NFL. But he was also your leading rusher today. Do you want that to be the case? I don't think so. He had eight carries, 47 yards. He had 387 yards of passing. That means this dude counted for 467-some-odd yards of offense by himself. That is insane. Two touchdowns to boot, passing the ball. Here's the thing with me, with Philly and me. You're not going to win like that, though, with a do-it-all quarterback and nobody else contributing. you got to fix the defense, especially the secondary. You guys have gotten torched by teams that go deep. Dallas did it. KC's doing it. Every other team that's played you has done it. I think Atlanta did it to some degree. you got to fix the secondary. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think you adjusted enough in the offseason. Your wide receivers, they look a lot better than they did in the previous years. I tell you what, you guys have found a baller with Smith out of Alabama. Seven catches, 122 yards. Zach Ertz is still playing and still getting it done. I don't know if that's a good thing. He's kind of old. Goddard's doing his thing. Five catches, 56 yards, a touchdown. But, man, fix the running
1: game. Mm -hmm. Running
0: game and defense is how you win in the NFC East. Trey, what do you guys say?
1: Yeah man, you kind of summed it up. You summed it up real good, matter of fact. You kind of gave us all the points about the Eagles that everybody needs to look at. As far as right now, the Eagles just aren't a good team. Let's just face it, they're not a good team, guys. But they have some potential. And like you said, right there, Jalen Hurts had four hundred and seventy something yards total offense alone. That's pretty that's pretty good. But is it really? They were playing against a team that doesn't have a good defense. Let's be real. The Kansas City Chiefs do not have a good defense at all this year. They cannot stop anybody. They're going to be in the bottom 2-3 uh, total defense in the league by year's end. But still, give credit. The Eagles were able to score some points early and stay in that game. But Jalen Hurts, do you really want a quarterback that has to do it all? We've kind of seen a few different quarterbacks here as of late that had to do it all. And they, it never translates into playoff wins or Super Bowls. So, and that's kind of the goal for everybody, isn't it? You got Lamar Jackson, who's that dual threat guy that has to do everything for the Ravens, and he just can't seem to get over the hump. Deshaun Watson, before everything that went on with him, he was in Houston with a, much, with a better team than what um, Hurts is playing with. He couldn't do anything. You know, the Ravens are a good team. These guys that are like Jalen Hurts, you know, Kyler Murray, he's got a good team, but it seems like he, he's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Like, they're a good team, but I don't, I don't think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. So do you really want to try to build your franchise around a, a, one of these guys that are, are getting garbage time stats at the end of the game when you're playing from behind that has to do it all? No, you're going to have to find something in between. I think Miles Sanders is the answer. Yeah, Miles Sanders, I'm not really familiar with his stats, but I know that he's played well in the past. I don't know what's going on in Philly. The only thing I can guess is that they're falling behind and they're having to rely on the pass. And Jalen Hurts is probably running on some broken plays, maybe a few design plays, but for the most part, uh, he's running on broken plays. So going from here, the Eagles are going to have to try to keep guys out of the end zone early so that they can actually run their offense. And I think after they do that, they'll be fine. You know, Goddard and Ertz, they're okay. They're not great. Neither one of them. I think Goddard played better last year than he is this year. But Hertz wasn't there last year. He was hurt. Now Ertz is there. They're kind of doing a a dual tight end sets. So they're splitting some some work. As far as the receivers go, you know, Devontae Smith, you say he's good. I think he's no better than a number two on most uh, every team in the league. They are just a bunch of guys out there at wide receiver. They don't have a true number one. So without a true a true threat like that, you know, that's less uh less targets, like good targets, good solid wide receiver targets that Jalen Hurts has. So going from here, you know, they're gonna have to do a lot of work in the offseason. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they're still technically in the mix, I think they need to try to win as many games as they can and just try to do their uh, Get together their game plan. They got a new coach this year. They got a lot of new systems that they're trying to put in. You know, move forward, see what Jalen Hurts is this year, and start thinking about rebuilding, recruiting. The Giants. Trey,
0: another week with the Giants. They took the New Orleans Saints to the brink, and they pushed them over. They got the win today in overtime. They beat the Saints. I don't know how many people saw that coming. The Giants were 0-3 coming into this matchup. This is a win they had to have. Let me tell you why you should be excited if you're a Giants fan right now. Saquon Barkley. He is back and in a big way. He had 52 yards on the ground with a touchdown. His long run of 17 yards. But that's not where it matters. He had five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown including a 54-yard catch. Saquon Barkley is back. He's getting healthier every week. And guess what? Your team's playing better every single week. You barely lost to Atlanta last week. You barely lost to the Washington football team the week before. There's some wins here on this calendar that this team can get. You got to finish out games like you did today. I tell you what, not just that. Daniel Jones went for 402 yards. He's protecting the football this year better than he ever has in his career and when he does that you guys always have a chance.
1: Giants look decent today. Man the Giants, the Giants, the G-men. Uh my preseason prediction was that the Giants were going to finish second in this division and they're kind of trending that way now. It's kind of hard to uh, hard to say since they started 0 and 3 and they finally got a win this week uh, against the Saints. Um I don't really know for sure what's going on there. I know that their defense isn't as bad as what it's pl- at the level that it's playing right now. I think they can potentially get better as the season goes on. I think the Giants have a lot of potential to get better as the season goes on, offensively and de- defensively. You know, on offense, uh, you know Daniel Jones, he's playing a little better than mediocre, and that's kind of what I predicted, and, and he has room to grow still. And you know, Galladay just got there. They didn't have a lot of work uh especially live action work in the preseason so he's going to eventually start heating up and those other weapons are good as well we see Saquon Barkley making an appearance and you know Giants fans thank god because that was your number 1 pick that was your guy and he's been hurt last couple years now let's see if he can stay healthy and do some more like he did this year uh, this past game i think he can the only guy on that uh, offense that really concerns me except for the offensive line i think they everybody on the offensive line concerns me But Evan Ingram, you know, you got Rudolph there, but Evan Ingram, this guy was like a Jordan Reed type, uh, tied in at one time. I thought like he, he's just a guy that had potential to be really good and we just haven't seen it. I don't know what's going on with him, but he gave me seven fantasy points this week. Let me tell you what seven fantasy points is for me. It's, it's not enough. So that means obviously he's not doing enough on the field either. You know, he's not, he's not in there for blocking plays, most likely, because he's just not a blocker. But they're going to have to get more out of that tight end position, I think. And I think moving forward, the Giants are in the best position to compete in the East. But I think it's just a one-horse race anyway. I think the Cowboys are just going to run away with this division this year. This is their year, and they're going to show they're the class of division now that Dak's back and healthy, and everybody else is staying pretty he- relatively healthy this year. But they do have a good matchup this week against Dallas coming up in week five. It's hard to say that this is such a pivotal game only in week five, especially now there's 17 uh, games this season, but it really is. I mean, right now, the Giants with a win against Dallas, they could find themselves possibly being only, you know, one win away from being tied for the division lead. You know, you still got Washington that has to play a game and they're going to have a pretty tough game against the Saints this week. And the Giants, if they can get one against the Cowboys and be one game out. That's going to bode well for them moving forward. It's a real good game. Now, I think this game probably means more to the Cowboys so they can show that they're ready to take hold and move on with this division and run away a little bit. So I think the game means more for the Cowboys. But the Giants, if they show up and play, the Cowboys are going to have their hands full. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trey's Ultra Mega Bet of the Week. Guess what, guys? I told you. I told you. I told you the will would cover that six. Take the Jags. And if you're listening to this podcast, you won period. I mean, that was the bet to take. So this week, I've got another winner for you. Now, the only thing you got to do is actually get out there and bet Eagles at the Panthers. Right now, the Panthers are minus four and a half uh, uh, favorites right now. So go ahead and take the Eagles because we saw what the Cowboys did running the ball. I think Hurst is going to cause them some issues and they got a lot of problems on defense. So get out there, bet and make this money. And also If you got a little time, send your boy out a little cut. If if you guys keep winning for real, I'm not playing about that. You can catch me on the 56 podcast uh, at Twitter and Facebook and all that. All right. Peace.
0: Washington. So Washington had a game today that was one of the more exciting games. Washington doesn't play necessarily a brand of high quality football, but they play exciting football every single week. They got the win today. It's their two and two. They fought hard. Their defense is still, uh, in the words of your favorite podcaster and TV co-host, highly questionable, Dan Lebitard. Uh, They don't seem to be able to do what they need to do in the secondary whatsoever. They are getting picked apart by quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. They got to fix that or else this whole season is a wash. Antonio Gibson looked explosive, only got 14 touches. Someone's got to talk to me about that. J.D. McKissick looked explosive, only got a handful of touches. Terry McLaurin had a good game. He made a couple mistakes that you don't typically see him make, but he balled out. He came back to the football, got that touchdown to really help put us ahead and keep us in that game. Heineke was what Heineke is. He was up and down, but he was up today when it mattered most. You got to give the kid his props. Washington is now two and two, second place in the division.
1: Your Washington football team, man, you know, round of applause. Now nah, I'm just playing. I would give you a round of applause, but I'm not really happy that your team won today. Okay, they did get a good win against Atlanta, but they shouldn't have won. I don't think they should have won. You know, looking back at it, uh, that game, it just seems to me. Like, they just didn't deserve to win that game. But sometimes that's what it takes in a season like this, to win some of the games you shouldn't win so that you can come out big at the end and maybe win a division. You know, they still got two late games against the Cowboys later on in the season. I think those games could still be pivotal, depending on where the Cowboys go in the next few weeks with uh, this kind of good schedule they got lined up. Cowboys could pull away, but Washington could stay in it. Now the things I did I saw from the game, man. I'm telling you, you're not the defense is not getting enough pressure with their front four, and that's causing problems and it's it's exposing the back end of that defense. You know, they're probably going to be one of the worst pass defenses in the league, and then the linebacker play is not not very much better. So that front four has got to get more pressure. And as far as on the offensive side of the ball, we saw Atlanta not throwing a lot at them. Now, some of these other teams, like when they start playing Dallas, Dallas is going to have a lot of those hybrid-type looks where you just don't know where the pressure's coming from. Will Taylor Heineke be able to do something with that? I don't know. I did see a lot of quick passes against Atlanta this week. I, th- I figured they'll probably go to that as well and try to get guys the ball like that Curtis Samuel and T.J. McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, a lot of quick guys. That offensive game plan could work very well moving forward, but they're going to eventually have to throw the ball down the field. And Heineke's suspect. So I really don't know what they're going to do as far as o- their offense goes. I think that Washington's defense, um, even though people still think it might be the best in the East, they've given up the most points so far this year. They've allowed the most points in the East. So their defense can be had. And listen, the Eagles, I don't know how, how much they can really do against them, but I, I guarantee you that the Giants and the Cowboys are going to get their shots. So let's just see if Washington can hang in the rest of the season.
0: needed it big time big time because dallas is like the tiptoe burglars running away with the division and uh i know washington and new york both have some really really complicated schedules coming up so every win they get matters big time let's go to dallas and trey since you do the cowboys declassified podcast take it away tell us about dallas
1: Well, I don't know if you watched the game or not today, buddy, but I tell you what, the Cowboys game said a lot to me. First of all, we saw what the final score was. It was like, what was it, 36-28. to Cowboys ended up winning. But the Cowboys showed me a lot today, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We're not going to be able to just completely stop teams. We're going to be one of those middle of the pack uh, on run Middle of the pack on defense as far as yards go, but we're gonna be ball hawks and take the ball away. Something that I haven't seen in Dallas in a long time. That's the first thing. Trayvon Diggs with his, I think his fifth interception this year, he had two in this game. And they and he's working for him. It's not like the ball just going to this man. He's working for him. He might be another guy like the Darrell Revises and some of these other guys that are just out there on an island and you just can't mess with him. We don't know yet. We need to see more. And then I also saw the offense, which did the right things, the right moments today. The coaching was a lot better. I saw some mistakes here and there, a couple little coaching decisions, like, for instance, going forward on uh, two that early. Yeah, uh, that could end up meaning something later. And I just feel like it wasn't necessary at that point in the game. But it's neither here nor there. The Cowboys won. But the thing they did was almost old Cowboys-like by allowing Carolina to come back and get those two scores late to make it a one-score game. I said, dude, even if the Cowboys win, if they let Carolina get the ball back here in this last uh, couple of possessions in the, uh, under two minutes when the Cowboys ended up doing the right thing and they end up running the ball, getting the first down and bleeding the clock, their run game looks good. It's finally, we're finally seeing the thunder and lightning everybody's been talking about in Dallas. Plus, our receivers played well. I watched my man Wilson put a spin move on somebody. I know you might see that on Center. That was a nice one. But anyway cowboys are looking good man they're looking like they're going to do exactly what was predicted by most people and run away with this division
0: hard to argue man they've stepped up so far i was a big doubter of what they could do i was a doubter of dak i was a doubter of the defense now you guys give up a little bit more points than i would like for a defense that's supposed to be pretty good but i know who your d coordinator is and i know kind of what his history is um and i I think you can expect that but so far, so good. I mean, you guys are clearly the class of the division at this point. That could all change when it gets cold outside, but it's fun to see you guys putting up points. I got nothing to hate on you guys for right now. Let's see you guys sustain it, though. And like man, said,
1: it, it could change, change literally this week a little bit because, straight up, we're going to be playing the Giants. And this is a Cowboy, this is what I'm talking about, what the Cowboys have to do at the end of the season or for this point in the season. If they're going to be a head and shoulders team above the rest of the division, they need to put the giants in their place, beat them down, move on to the next. If they play around the giants and lose this game, it's just the same old division that we've been seeing. I want to see some strength out of the division as a whole, to be honest with you. I like to see a lot of things, but as far as right now, I want to see the Cowboys hammer down next week.
0: Hey, look, it was a good week for the division this week. Three out of the four teams won. Our, Our division will not have a zero win team this year. And I think that we've got a lot better football to play after the next four or five games, which are going to be tough. So as we start to get in November, I think you're going to start to see this division really take shape. Trey, it's been fun. We shall be back next week. The 56 Podcast is out.